This is John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast, where John knows way too much about wrestling and Ann doesn't know enough. Here we go. So this is our podcast about the Emmys. We're going to talk about the Emmys. No, no. There's nothing to talk about with the Emmys. Nothing happened? No, no. They canceled it. No shoot fights? Like no, at the Oscars? They, no, they canceled it. Okay. They were like, then they were like, we're going to do the Emmys, but then, I don't know. They were just like, uh, can't, we can't make it. They texted and they were like, eh, we, can't we, can't, we can't do the Emmys. And everybody was like, what? But they were like, not, they were like, we're not feeling well. We have a migraine. <sighs> so we can't do the Emmys. And everybody was already there. Yeah, but then everybody was like, ah, oh, yeah, no, I can't. Like, half of people weren't really there. They were, like, about to leave, and then they yeah. were like, oh, thank God. Yeah, and it was so. one of those. Okay, Matt so, Berry, yeah. that's why he wasn't. Yeah, no, none of there. them were there. No one was there. It was fine. Okay, well, cool. That's fine, then. Um, yeah, this is about wrestling. Y- yeah. The Emmys you- of um, wrestling. Yeah, you know what wasn't nominated for an Emmy? What? Yeah. <sighs> This AEW All Out Media Scrum. Oh yeah. Oh right. We've yeah. got to talk about that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. last week we did a, a we recorded a little early, and we we're like, surely mm-hmm. it'll be fine. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of that stuff was already out. Um, about the uh, about the uh, All Out post show thing. Uh, but I think I just like wasn't aware of it because we were watching Lord of the Rings all day. We went to a little. Street Fair. I wasn't really. Oh, it's my fault that you were. Yeah, you know, you pulled me out. It's my fault of my cocoon, Mm -hmm. my little wrestling cocoon. And we walked up the street and had a beer, ladies and gentlemen. Big day out. Yeah. Well, thank you for telling everybody your business. Yep. Uh. So yeah. So I wasn't really fully aware of the stuff. I think I did talk about it at the very end and was like, "Oh yeah, this is uh, this happened. This is kind of funny and weird." And I hadn't actually watched it yet, mm-hmm. and now I've been depressed for a week. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. The queen died. What's that? Because the queen died. Well, that's the funny thing too. NXT UK gets shut down, and then the queen dies like two days later. Mm. Uh, do you think that's a coincidence? Well, I mean, our family dog died the same day as the queen. Was that a coincidence, or is this all part of some? Master plan? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to. I'm not sure how if the two of them were cogs in the same machine. Maybe they were different machines running at at different. Uh, I I don't know. I was also going to say that the queen just couldn't handle seeing Drew McIntyre lose. Oh yeah, that was that it was really sad. broke her. I'm sure that was sad for her. Yeah, it really broke her. She that was, was in last... Scotland. She was yeah. Yesterday she was in Scotland. Was she in Scotland when she died? Yeah, she died oh, in okay. Scotland. I saw her being driven around in Scotland. Um, mm-hmm. Her coffin was in Scotland, but I didn't realize they. Oh, they took her back to London. To London, and mm-hmm. then they took her back again to Scotland. They took her back again to Scotland. I saw on the news or something. I was at the gym, and I saw on the news they were like they were driving her through Scotland, and they were like she's going to Scotland for mourning. Oh, I, maybe they. Did that from Balmoral and drove her around Scotland on the way to London? It seems weird they would take her to London and then take her back. 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just assumed it was something where they were like taking her to this all is, of the. This is a podcast where things. we don't know anything and we just yeah. talk about what we think might have happened. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, truly, actually, yes. Yeah, that is I know. what this That's is. What I'm everything I talk about on this podcast, unless I did something that I saw on TV, mm-hmm. it's a lot of it is like this is what might be happening. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so CM Punk. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody. It's, it feels very similar to Better Call Saul, where I was watching someone I cared about give in to all of their like worst characteristics mm-hmm. and habits and p- probably kind of addictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know, the whole series, you're like, at least just grow from this and then like end well and like you know show that you've learned and you're like you've changed or you can change mm-hmm. uh and so better call saul had like a weirdly kind of a happy ending so far cm punk has not had that ending if anything this is a guy who left wwe right because he was like frustrated and he wanted he didn't feel like he was getting his fair shake mm-hmm. and it seems like he is now like i thought he was gonna go for seven years and get better which is what he kept saying i got better i got healthier and mm-hmm. now, based on this interview that he did, or this, this is the comments that he made, this is a guy who clearly has gotten much worse. Or maybe this is how he always was. Better in terms of like his attitude, you mean? Was that what you were talking about? Yeah, I think so. With the, so here's the thing with CM Punk, right? He did, he was very outspoken and like very charismatic and funny mm-hmm. and was like very uh, easily identifiable with or relatable. Because he, you know, I like I said, I think I've said this before, you know, I was trying to do stuff at like UCB and comedy and stuff and UCB specifically, not because it's like that important, but just because it was like a clear structure that you had to try to like get to different levels with. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a lot of WWE at the time mm-hmm. and CM Punk was exhibiting a lot of the situation that like, you know, he was experiencing a lot of the same aspects of the situation that I was. And so it was easy to relate to him and like look up to him and. Uh, and in WWE, he was kind of the victim, you know, because even though he was really great, he wasn't seemingly getting his his due. And like there were a lot of things that they would like shut down, like or there was, you know, you know, not getting like the spots he wanted or whatever, even though he was getting a lot of opportunities. But there was something where he was like Slim Jim came to them and they were like, we want CM Punk to be like the new Randy Savage. We want him to be like the And then they were like, no, we're not going to no, but you can do Seamus. And they were like, we don't want Seamus. Mm-hmm. We want CM Punk. And they were like, well, no. And then, you know, so stuff like that. Um, you know, and when he's deriding Vince McMahon or whatever, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to be talking at you a lot, I guess, in this episode. No, it's um, but yeah, so when he's like deriding. I think that's a weird thing to have happen in these episodes. I yeah. feel like most of the podcast is you talking at me. Yeah, sure, fair. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just so he was like, um, if anything I'm saying is confusing because this is like a fairly emotional thing for me, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if anything I'm saying is confusing or I'm rambling, just let me know and I'll try to get back on track. But, you know, so he is deriding like Vince McMahon and these powerful executives he seemingly doesn't really have a lot of power, so you can identify with him. So, whoop. Yeah, go ahead. Cut to now. He, and this is something I was worried about um, mm-hmm. when he came to AEW. I was like, well, his character was always like calling people out and, you know, being the underdog and all this stuff. 
Um, and now I'm like, well, he's not the underdog anymore. He's the biggest star in the company, and he's got all the power he wants. Like, he's clearly going to have, you know, mm-hmm. he could do anything he wants. He's definitely got, like, creative power and all this stuff. So there's no way. I was like, he can't just be, like, calling people out and acting like he's the victim anymore because he's not. So he's going to have to change a little bit. That's why I figured he was going to be, like, a baby face for a little while and then be a heel eventually where he would be like, you should be all, like, kissing my ass and, you know, you should be thankful that I came here. I'm the biggest star. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody should be, like, lining up outside my door for advice and all this stuff. Everybody should, you know, I'm going to make everybody money. And it seemed like kind of that was the way he was going. But based on this media scrum thing that he did, I don't think that he doesn't appear to have a lot of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And it seems just like he's a narcissist. Uh, which is funny to say about a wrestler. I know. I get it. Everybody's an outspoken narcissist, but this is like on a different level. Uh, and it was profoundly disappointing to watch this mm. because I know that it, apparently the rumors are that he was like planning on doing this little tirade no matter what. Mm-hmm. So like I thought somebody asked him about Colt Cabana. No one asked him about Colt Cabana. He saw a guy mm-hmm. apparently uh, in... The, like the, you know, the throng of reporters, whatever that is. And he was like, you used to do improv with, with him, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't remember. He's like, are you friends with him? He's like, no, not really anymore. He's like, you're not friends with him, huh? And then he launches into this tirade about Scott Colton, which is Colt Cabana's real name. And he's not friends with him anymore. He doesn't care about him anymore because the rumors are that he was like screwing with Colt's career and being like, oh, Tony, you got to get rid of him. Like, I don't want him to work here or whatever. And then Tony Mm -hmm. Khan moved into Ring of Honor or whatever. Uh, And so he kept saying, like, this is not true. I didn't do anything. I don't care about him. And so he launched into that tirade about Scott Colton. I don't care about him. I don't care where he works. Um, And clearly, this is a guy who cares so much about it. A guy who cares so very much, even though constantly says you can't worry about what people say about you. Mm-hmm. clearly is so focused on what people are saying about him mm-hmm. and the rumors that are going on that he then blames his bosses and coworkers for it and get and again i know people could be like oh this is a work and that's what i thought too even when we were reading it i was like this could be especially with the mjf just coming back i'm like this mm-hmm. could be a work or turned into a work to get into an actual fight about this stuff later mm. really clearly denotes how broken it seems like he is mm-hmm. because this is like paranoia and like self-focus like I've never seen. This is insane. This Did is... he instigate the fight? So I don't know if he instigated the fight, but it does seem like. What was the fight? The fight. Okay. So I here's what so happened. I have so much trouble the... keeping track of like this. This whole saga. The chain of events. Okay, great. So the fight was him, his trainer, East Steel. Yeah, he... Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. So Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks were the executive vice presidents that he called out and were like, this is, mm-hmm. you know, these guys couldn't manage a fucking target. We don't, you know, we don't, uh, you know, it's their fun. So he was blaming them for spreading rumors about him, about Colt Cabana, about interfering with Colt Cabana's career, which he's saying is not true. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that he outright, he blatantly called them out and said that they were spreading rumors about him. Mm-hmm. which is unlikely mm-hmm. because they are in like, you know, very high level executives in a company that he works for mm-hmm. and he is the biggest star. Mm-hmm. So it does not seem likely to me 
as an outsider, I'm sure he would tell me to go fuck myself, but like as an outsider, it does not seem like it would be in their best interest to be spreading rumors about it. What could be happening is that somebody else is spreading rumors about him because a lot of people didn't like him and a mm-hmm. lot of people, you know, some people might be jealous, but I think he also rubs a lot of people the wrong way, uh, which I guess I'll get into a little bit more soon, but he um, seems more than likely maybe that somebody else is spreading rumors and they just weren't doing enough to squash that or something. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, not sure 100% what they could do, but whatever. Um, but having worked for, you know, having been around UCB, Sometimes the people that do the art aren't necessarily the ones who should be running the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all, I had other stuff I wanted to talk about too, but it might just be just this. But he, uh, so they got into a fight. So they go to his locker room after he, he starts the media scrum first. Mm-hmm. He goes to the locker room. They, apparently go there later and you can actually see when chris jericho comes out and when he's like he does he's late mm-hmm. and then and he does his thing and then he goes to leave and you can see him like whispering i've watched it a few times you can see him whispering something to tony khan where it's like we need to talk later some shit went down mm. uh and so they got into a fight backstage cm punk a steel and the elite kenny omega and the young bucks mm. and then a couple other people were in there trying to break it up and so, this is a real fight. You can tell it's a real fight because on Dynamite a couple of days later, none of these people are mentioned. Not even like how MJF had, you know, like nothing is mentioned. Tony Khan says he has to vacate the championships that mm. they all held. Um, they're not in the Dynamite intro. They don't mention what happened at their pay-per-view mm. four days ago. They don't mention it at all. Mm-hmm. They basically retconned the whole thing. Mm. So they just had like a trios championship match to crown new trios champions, and they started a world title tournament without mentioning anything about CM Punk or the Elite. Um, so it's bizarre if this if this was a work, it would be a bad one because it's yeah, really it like it's only not. generating very 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 negative um, press and attention. The way that he was talking in this thing felt like he was deri- like he was just shitting on the whole company. Mm-hmm. And his coworkers, and referring to somebody like Adam Page as having done nothing in the business when he's a champion, he won the title from Adam Page. Mm-hmm. It just makes no sense to even say that stuff. So it just sounds like somebody who's being very petty and someone who just seems to not to be unable. There's like there are ways for him to come back and have fun and be chill the way that he said he was. But the way that this behavior looked is that he the guy won the world title in his hometown. Mm-hmm. And this is what he chose to talk about. Now, I think he was going to go in there and he thought, oh, I'm going to do like another pipe bomb thing because that's what he referred to his like famous WWE promo as a pipe bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I'm going to like, you know, do this thing and everybody's going to love it and I'll be the hero or whatever because I think he's just kind of unable to see himself as anything but a victim. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just was all totally unnecessary. There were some things he could have like, it just seemed like a guy who has a very large ego and is very self-focused without a lot of self-awareness. Because like I said, I think he needed to be like a heel or something or acknowledge the fact that people, he refers to himself as a locker room leader Mm -hmm. several times over. And apparently I've been reading a lot of things about people that give interviews like, yeah, in WWE, he would just like call himself a locker room leader all the time. And it was really annoying. It's just, (laughs) uh, there was some story, which again, this is all conjecture, conjecture, conjecture. So I don't know uh, if any of this is true, but it sounds possible 
that he said to, I think Cody Rhodes is telling the story that he said to the locker room or whatever, whatever locker room he's in. He was like, as a locker room leader, you guys should all pick up your trash. We shouldn't leave any trash around. And Booker T, who is a legendary veteran mm-hmm. wrestler, especially to CM Punk, <laughs> um, gets up and throws some trash on the floor and is like, you're not my leader. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, perhaps I'm being unfair to CM Punk because I wasn't there and I don't know what happened. All I can judge it on is what I saw. And then I know, like, there was a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, the accounts of the fight from each side are so ridiculously one-sided. They just mm-hmm. paint the other side to be, like, maniacal, basically. Yeah. Like, the Young Bucks are kicking in the door or whatever. And they're just, like, want his head and, you know... And CM Punk was just like tired or didn't want to talk to them. That's why he didn't answer the door. The elite side of it is that they knocked on the door and they did have like the chief legal officer or something and uh, somebody else, like another executive there um, with them. Uh, Like that is known they're there because there's a third party investigation going on into this, which I think is also why they're not mentioning any of these people on TV. Mm -hmm. And so they they go in there and... uh, they're saying that before they even like can barely get into the room, he's like cursing at him and all this stuff. Ace Steel apparently panics because his wife is in there watching CM Punk's dog and she's got a broken foot. And so Ace Steel like goes nuts because he's like worried she's going to get hurt or something. This is like mm-hmm. his, like the, the, you know, the context provided by their side. And so he starts attacking people. He throws a chair, hits Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks in the eye with a chair mm-hmm. that he throws. Oh, no. Uh, and then in both accounts, Kenny Omega, very calm. So I guess he was very calm. He does not strike me as a guy who instigates or participates in real fights. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just like a video game guy. Like I don't, I a hundred percent think Kenny Omega is pretty innocent here. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I don't think they should have gone to talk to him right away in that setting, I would only probably give those guys like 25% blame in this at most. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe you should have sent an email or something later, figured it out after. But, um, but anyway, uh, Kenny Omega, apparently according to their side of this, but again, was very calm on, in both accounts, uh, was more concerned about CM Punk's dog who was barking and freaking out. He's a little like, uh, I think he's a little French bulldog. Oh. Um, and so he was just like picked up the dog and pu- brought him out of the room mm-hmm. and like, handed him back to like handed him to somebody to like get him out of the way because he was worried he was gonna get hurt or whatever um and so he comes back in the room a steel is like headlocking nick jackson or something and so kenny omega grabs him to try to pull him off and break up the fight and then he still starts biting kenny omega oh my gosh yeah it's just a complete it's also funny that he, he was trying to get the dog out of the room mm-hmm. and gets bitten yeah but not by the dog no by a man by a human man mm-hmm um. So yeah, just a very disappointing because it's really CM Punk was like one of my favorite wrestlers, and again, I very heavily related to him. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone pursuing sort of a similar type of career, uh, and it just is really heartbreaking to see somebody behave that way because even if he didn't start that fight he started that fight yeah. you know what i mean and it's just i've exa- like i've just looked at it in so many ways where i'm just like god it just seems it just seems so sad to me 
because it's just clearly looks like a guy who is so egotistical and so paranoid mm-hmm. about what people are thinking about and he just blew up his own life and like honestly i don't think he'll like the only way he could come back to aew and i don't think he will the only way he could come, he was there for a year and it just like shits on everything that came before it was like oh you're back you're having fun everything's fun apparently not apparently you just wanted to be john cena you mm-hmm. just wanted to be the main guy, and he was like unaware of like how like for being so focused on how he was perceived, he seemed very unaware of how people perceive him or mm-hmm. why they perceive him the way that they do. Um, and uh, it's just very sad. It's very sad. Uh, I had more I wanted to say, but I've said a lot. Um, no, that's okay. Say as much as you want. Yeah, that's true. This is my. Uh, it's your time. This is my time. I got to get it all out now. Can't say mm-hmm. it again later. You've been very kind in letting me vent about this all week. By the way. Yeah. So normally I'm not allowed to talk about wrestling. Oh, but this stop. Week you talk about wrestling all the time. Well, that we talk about wrestling all. What else would we talk about? Name one thing we would even talk about. How was your day? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And then we talk about my day a little bit, maybe. But then we talk about your day. So anyway, yeah. Mostly no, that's, wrestling. Yeah, so. so anyway, yeah. CM Punk. Um, so look, CM Punk, if you're listening, just take a look inward and uh maybe really focus on like the mental health stuff and like yeah close your eyes and put your eyeballs back into yeah, your head literally look, look inward inward like the undertaker mm-hmm. um but yeah it was very uh very clearly i don't yeah like i just don't see i think in order for him to be welcomed back into AEW, he would have to like very heavily apologize for what he did and like show clearly show that he understands that perhaps he was wrong mm-hmm. or like you know but i now there's just going to be legal stuff i'm sure uh i don't even know that he would admit that or or legally could um seems more like he would just leave and just shit on AEW going forward um do you think he'll go back to WWE? <laughs> I'm not with Triple H in charge. Mm-hmm. They did famously did not get along. I mean, maybe. How's he going to make money? I don't know. He wrote a couple Marvel he's comics. He's got to need a job. He's going to sure. need a job. I mean, he's definitely got a lot of money, he's but. Not, he's not old enough to retire, and I I don't imagine he has that much money saved up. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. It's really, uh, it's really, um, I mean, maybe he would go back to WWE. I don't. I, I just don't see them. I, with, if Vince McMahon was still there, I could maybe see it. But with, he so personally did not get along with Triple H. Mm. I just don't see Triple H signing him back there. I think yeah. he, Triple H would probably revel in, um, in him digging his own grave. Because um, mm-hmm. I love the guy. Can't, but this is all completely indefensible, unprofessional nonsense. I mean, this is just like brutally disappointing are the young bucks and kenny omega you feel not at all they have no culpability whatsoever i think they should not probably have gone to talk to him mm-hmm. immediately yeah perhaps they were um heated when they went there like i said i doubt kenny omega was maybe the young bucks were well, i mean i feel like they that's also why brought... you go talk immediately right because you're heated and you want to talk now what's like, that why else would they have gone if they weren't heated yeah, that's you true. Know? I mean, they probably were. I mean, it's also he did a lot of brand damage. He made everybody look bad, including Tony Khan, who clearly was like his junior. Basically, he was like running everything and telling Tony it was okay. And like, so 
I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were heated when they went there. Like I said, like Kenny Omega was probably just going with them. I was like, we should talk to him. They might have been heated. Maybe they came in with like, I'm not absolving them. Like they shouldn't have been there. They should have just like talked about this later. It was bad, but you, especially if you are executives, because that's the thing here. If they were just wrestlers, what like fights like that have happened throughout the history of wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eddie Kingston took a swing at <laughs> Sammy Guevara a couple weeks before this mm-hmm. and then tweeted that he was wrong. Um, and that even could have been maybe a storyline, but I don't think it was. But um, WWF had, I mean, Bret Hart knocked out Vince McMahon and then the WWF went into their most profitable period. But it seems like AEW is going into like a dark time where Tony Khan is really going to have to like take the reins and prove that he can really run this stuff. Um, yeah, I don't, I, it's hard to say without being there because with, with CM Punk, I have at least the media scrum. Mm-hmm. And seeing him there. Yeah. And that all was bad. Even though he is very charismatic and like compelling and it's like fun to watch him, you know, talk or whatever, mm-hmm. especially like having time to think about it more. It's like, and especially hearing more and more accounts of people that have worked with him. And it seems like, you know, Adam Page, nowhere, he was also disparaging, nowhere near this fight, did not, mm-hmm. you know, was smart enough to not give any credence to what CM Punk said other than going into business for himself or whatever in in that promo uh, months ago. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Maybe they, like, they should, I, the only thing I can say is that I don't think they should have gone to talk to him right away. I think they should have just, like, handled it. Like, when you're, sorry, that's what I was saying before. They're not just wrestlers. They're executives. Mm -hmm. So imagine if the CEO of your job gets into a fight with your coworker. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a problem. Yeah. So, you know, there's a third party investigation going on. They'll decide like what happened. Maybe they were heated. Um, that's why I'm giving them like right now, like 25% responsibility here. But obviously, if he hadn't said what he said, mm-hmm. I don't think there would have been an altercation at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to say, you know, maybe he's totally innocent. But again, based on that media scrum, it seems like he's got some issues. Yeah, but the thing is, John, we have freedom of speech in this country. I'm sure he'll talk about that you're quite al- a bit. You're going allowed forward. to say what you want and people aren't allowed to hit you over it. That's yeah. the rule. That's literally the law. I mean, you shouldn't be hitting people. That's definitely. No, I know that. I know that mm-hmm. much. Um, Like the Will Smith thing. He should have sent an email. Yeah. I shouldn't have. Yeah, you can't hit people. No, you it's really, not allowed. You really can't. Even in wrestling, weirdly. Which is funny. It's so funny because they like this all sounds like a storyline. Every yeah. part of this sounds like a storyline. And even it was like they they went there together as their faction. Mm-hmm. The elite. Yeah, that's why you it's kind of I mean? hard for me to like really understand the gravity of it, I guess, because well, part of it is just like it does just read as typical like wrestling drama, all of yeah. it. And then I think also because I watch, again, The Real Housewives. And in the past year, I watched one woman from Real Housewives say on television on a hot mic that one of the other ones was fucking half of New York, even mm-hmm. though she's married. Mm-hmm. And then another one is uh, going to jail, wow. fed- federal prison for 12 years. Tax evasion? Uh, she was running a, um, this is Jen Shaw. She was running a, um, company that it turns out was just scamming old people. Ah. And so she got, uh, caught for like, I think, I don't know, all kinds of financial, 
scammy yeah, like racketeering sort of white, white type collar. crimes. Yeah, but she's going to jail for like 12 years. No, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's hard for me to <laughs> sometimes. No, I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm just laughing at myself for being like, it's sometimes it's hard for me to understand what is a big deal. Because yeah, that's why it took <laughs> so much reality TV and wrestling and stuff has things that seem so much worse than this. But then like this is somehow really bad. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. hard for me to get it through my. That's why it didn't skull. hit me at first. Like that's yeah. why I, last week I was just like, oh, this is kind of funny and weird. But yeah. like all the rumors and stuff that have been building up, and like that, just like the way they're not talking about it at all. Like they're. And the fact that there's like executives involved in the fight mm-hmm. and like the level of brand damage that CM Punk did in that, like he really almost tore down the whole company in like mm-hmm. a matter of minutes wow. because he made everyone look bad. Mm-hmm. He made everyone look like unprofessional. He looked unprofessional. He made the owner of the company or like the, you know, the, president or whatever tony khan is like i think his dad is like the majority Mm -hmm. owner but he is you know in charge of it he made essentially the owner of the company look like a child you Mm -hmm. know who can't like handle whatever like he's dealing with it now but it's just the time you know because he was still in the honeymoon phase you know where it's like it's only been successful because also i think because of the all the wwe shows that weekend they didn't do like any like record business this time with this pay-per-view with all out which they Mm -hmm. usually do um like each pay per view tends to like surpass the one that came the year before, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like I think he really this was a big learning experience for Tony Khan, uh, and it just is like it just made everything I don't know it just kind of soured like the last year of like fun like and they had a great dynamite and a great episode of Rampage uh, yeah. after it and so they're really just like well, back to basics and it seems like that's from what I'm hearing what everybody in the company is like. We know what happened. We just want to move past it. We just want to yeah. move forward. We don't want to focus on this. I think this is what I keep coming back to with it, where when I talk about like why CM Punk is bearing so much responsibility, I mean, I realize I'm probably not appreciating because I haven't watched any of this stuff. But like from where I'm sitting, it seems like you would, in that situation, the best reaction to have to CM Punk saying all that stuff and making everybody look bad and insulting everybody is to write it into the story and be like, oh, this guy's a fucking dick now. He's gonna lose. He's gonna, we're gonna, he's our villain now. Like, this is our villain. And like, to me, if I'm running a wrestling company, that's how you handle that situation. You say, all right, he's gonna shit talk us to the public. He's the bad guy now. like yeah i think i um, i don't like i guess that's to me like how you would handle that but that, maybe that's not how it works i don't that it, i think would be the best way to do it and that's what i wanted them to do yeah um but i think there's a couple issues here one egos across the board mm-hmm. i think it was just like that the elite it's so funny to call them the elite in this like because we're talking about real stuff yeah. i think those guys were just like probably genuinely pissed or upset yeah about you know the thing well, and also the situation escalated to a fight so immediately mm-hmm. that i think that just went out the window and i think cm punk and this is where i keep coming back to the lack of self-awareness i think he was fully 100 percent like i am going to be the top babyface good guy yeah on the show and i don't think he was willing to be a heel right now yeah but that's not up to him yeah but i i 
I think he had more power than was than most people do. And I think he would have been, and I do think he probably is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess the reason I bring that up is because, I, like, again, like the thing with the the elite and Kenny Omega going to that room. To me, I know that it's like they're executives, and it's like I guess my response to that is like maybe they shouldn't be. Like, yeah, I think that they shouldn't be. Th- no, like, I don't think that they should be. They're going to handle this stuff old school wrestler style and not see the big picture. I think. Then uh, I think maybe they should not be. One hundred percent. No, that's positions. what I've been thinking. I think they should not be EVPs anymore. I think they should just be talent. Yeah, you got to have like a until really, they're like retired at least. You've got to think in terms of years if you're in a job like that. You can't think in terms of this week. You yeah, gotta exactly. Be, you got to be like, all right. Well, in six months, we'll figure out a way to like get him out of here or whatever, or this begins the campaign of us giving him matches he doesn't like so that he leaves or, yeah. you know, what I like. There's ways to do these things that are um, more effective and um, efficient than what seems the way they wanted to go, which was to just confront him, which doesn't, again, with the benefit of hindsight and being an outsider, doesn't seem like it was the best plan. No, it doesn't. And I agree that they should no longer be you know executives i think that was fine in the beginning when they were you know starting it but now they've got a structure tony khan has a structure there are other people mm-hmm. that can be involved uh i don't yeah, think like that, I, especially I hate if they're to side t- with yeah. cm punk here but man <laughs> maybe they can't run a target maybe they can't run a target. i mean really i mean i keep coming back to it you know like i you know i'm such a little cm punk mark or whatever that i want desperately to find a, a way to like defend him or be like he's not so bad but just especially watching that again i'm just like I yeah. I just can't find fault with anybody more than him in this yeah. situation. I mean, I'm not defending him. I again cuz I also haven't watched any of this and I'm just talking out of my ass, but like I, like to me, if you have someone like that on your roster, you've had him for a year, you know who he is, you know what he's doing, you know his big character flaws by now. Mm-hmm. You've got to be prepared to deal with them. Yeah, I think and this seems like a really bad example of how bad it can get, but like it has to be dealt with. I think that they had to have known this was coming, I guess is what I'm saying. They had to have known he was going to be a pain in the ass at some point. I think that this is a pretty (laughs) clear indication of that fact that they, they might not have a great super experienced executive staff Mm. because Tony Khan, I think loves wrestling and you know, has run, like the Jaguars or whatever for a while, but like, I don't think, I don't think he necessarily has the experience and, or I think he was maybe too excited to have CM Punk there and maybe mm. wasn't willing to do what needed oh, to be done. Yeah. And the, and the elite guys, I think, you know, they're just, they're not businessmen, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're like hustlers, especially the young bucks I think are, I don't think, I don't, I, Kenny Omega, I think is just, you know, like a fun-loving guy who likes to perform yeah. and play video games. Like, I don't think he's, like, a business guy. Um, when the Young Bucks are, but, like, I d- again, I don't think... I, I just don't think that people had the experience. And I think that's part of what makes this all look bad. Mm-hmm. I think it makes AEW look amateurish because of all this stuff. It makes it look like there isn't, like, a... a uh, you know, there's a clear it thing. Could. And it's, I think he just, like, wasn't... You know, I heard all these rumors about everything being so bad backstage, but I was like, I don't, th- you know, not yeah. not with everybody, but just like with the CM Punk thing and people being annoyed and all this, then like tempers flaring, and I just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it is, it is always a bummer. It's because now it sounds like one of those situations that I feel like I've run into a couple times in life. 
Um, I don't have any specific examples, but I feel like there's definitely that moment where you realize like, oh, this person's not in it for the success of the goal. Yeah. Like, this person doesn't care about my project or my thing that I'm doing. Like, it sounds like Tony Khan realized, oh, CM Punk doesn't care about AEW at all, at all, the success of this company at all, and just cares about CM Punk, and yes. he'll let it burn. And yeah. it sounds like they did not anticipate that being the case, and that yeah. they thought they were all on the same team <laughs> until does, very recently. <laughs> it does seem like exactly that situation. That's very sad. It is very sad. That's why it's like, and all this stuff where I was like, oh, he's back. He's happy. He's happy to just be wrestling. He's just wrestling like young guys. He's Mm -hmm. not going after. And now it's like, no, now I want to be the champion. Now I want to be the top baby face. Now I want to say, he kept saying like, I want to sell tickets and fill arenas. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I mean, I guess, but don't say that, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And he like, it's just the way he talks about himself. It's all this stuff that I ignored for a long time because I loved him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now I just like. Perhaps maybe it's better for an adult man <laughs> to not idolize a, another adult man who's really only a few years older than him. Oh yeah, um, it might be in my in you know that person's best interest to you know look inward or just appreciate things without you know it's weird because wrestlers feel like fictional characters. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like you look up to these people in a way where it's like oh Spider Man's cool, but Spider Man's yeah. not real. Right. So Spider-Man can't disappoint you. Even even if he did, they could just change it because right. they can write him however they want. Yeah. You know, but like... And like Ezra Miller is not the Flash, even yeah. though they are the Flash. But yeah, like, and it's, we can separate the Flash from Ezra Miller. Yeah. It sucks <laughs> a little more when it's an actor because like at least when it's a drawing, it's like, oh, that's not even... Oh, yeah. Like I don't have to worry. I mean, I guess it could be like, well, maybe if Stan Lee was yeah, terrible but I mean, or something, but, but the still. The Flash itself yes, remains exactly. the Flash good out for us watching the flash movie um but yeah exactly it's not so bad but like when you're you know but yeah it's kind of like i don't know but with wrestling it's like hard because with like really good wrestling characters like cm punk you are just dialing up your own personality Mm -hmm. so you are kind of connecting with like a fictionalized version of that person and it probably gets worse as the years go by and you it becomes a feedback loop where it's good for you to be the worst version of yourself and so then you become an even worse worse version of yourself. Yeah. And it just was it's just sad, you know, yeah. to watch and I just like just like sullies a lot of stuff, you know. And I I don't know. I'm still like processing it. It's I I feel, you know, silly being so affected by this, but it really it really did bother me a lot because, oh. you know, obviously I watch a lot of wrestling and uh it's very important to me and especially CM Punk. It was like one of the worst people that it could have been. Yeah. Um I mean, it is heartbreaking when you know, like, you know, that's why they say don't meet your heroes, right? Yeah. Because you realize they're... I didn't! <laughs> I know, but it's like, it's just the same principle no, know, of yeah. like realizing that these are all just regular people who yeah. have the same capabilities as the rest of us. Yeah. And, um, you know, whenever you put people on a pedestal like that, you're bound to be uh, disappointed. Yeah. Um, Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, and somebody else i forget ran like a talent meeting i guess before dynamite and then uh and it was just like the reviews of it were like really good like they were it was just like this thing happened we're not gonna worry about it basically as the talent we're just gonna like move forward we're gonna put on great shows we just like we know there's brand damage so we gotta like just put on great shows to push forward Mm -hmm. um and uh you know and 
push on. It's like that's what I'm from what I'm reading. That's like the the general consensus is like Sounds that's what like everybody wants to Jericho do. Jericho is this the man of the hour. Sounds like Jericho is the locker room leader. Sounds like Jericho really because is that's the, the thing, locker room that's leader. That's what that's what being a locker room leader is there. Like having and, the and, cool head and being yeah. the guy who can be the big brother of yes. the group. And it's like that when you are a locker room leader in, and that it really goes for like any job. It's not even just wrestling. It's like mm-hmm. um, any type of job can have that. You're just like somebody who is experienced and like, you know, can and lead. Chill. And, yeah, they and don't chill. panic. They don't lose yes. it. They don't and, flip out at people. They just handle what's going on. Yeah. And they also don't call themselves a locker room leader because if you <laughs> are a locker room leader, you just become that naturally by exhibiting those traits yeah you just uh, step up to the plate when exactly. there needs to be someone at the plate um and brian danielson is a number another person who seems to be able to do that so john moxley was supposed to have a six-week vacation after mm. all out and is now back in AEW in a world title tournament because four of their top guys got suspended for he's indefinitely got a, he's got a baby daughter at home he wants to be with i know and he can't be now because of cm punk <laughs> they're ruining cm so, punk ruined a baby's life today. he kind of did um and also cm punk tore his his peck i think oh right in the like early on in the john moxley match which is actually incredible they had because they had a really great match this is incredible they had such a good match considering he <laughs> Got a horrible injury right away. And so mm-hmm. he's out for like eight months anyway. He just had surgery. Oh, God. So even if he didn't do this whole tirade, he would have had to leave. Some people are like, maybe it'll be better. Like time passes. Maybe it'll be fine when he gets back. And it's like, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I guess maybe. The only way I could see him coming back if he doesn't apologize is to just lean so hard mm-hmm. into being the heel that you said. It's like, I don't give a shit. I'm the guy. And yeah. this is like, but, but, I mean, that's but for the way me to... to accept that. I need to know that the person knows that he was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that there's any way to communicate that. And I don't know that he would. So I don't know. I think it would just be balls to the wall, bad guy. Yeah. If he I came mean, back, because then it would be like, we could all root against him happily. And yeah. Be like, fuck you. And it'd be fun. Yeah. Because we, we actually hate him now. Um, I just worry that having him around at all, like as it is right now, I'm in favor of him just leaving. Mm-hmm. Because having him around at all feels so poisonous. Yeah. Because he was there for a year and it was all happy and fun. And then the year that he was there, yeah, all these rumors started happening about all this like toxic like toxicity. And then he has this blow up and this fight, and it just yeah. like really it seems like kind of like when Hulk Hogan showed up in WCW, like he slowly kind of poisoned it, and like yeah. they had one profitable period, and then it literally killed the promotion mm. so i just worry that something like that is going to happen especially yeah. with somebody who's still finding their footing like tony khan yeah that makes um, sense so uh, we'll see what happens but uh but yeah they had a great john moxley gave like a career promo about like pushing forward he said no specifics about the situation but clearly mm-hmm. was talking about what was going on mjf came back and did a fake facetious babyface promo and then when john moxley uh called him out he um he was like you're right i hate everybody here but i'm gonna come for the title you know whenever somebody wins the tournament mm-hmm. so i'm thinking he'll probably go full gear mm. at full gear which is gonna be in newark so i want to go to that mm-hmm. um also going to dynamite next week oh yeah uh so yeah That'll it's um fun. yeah they haven't we haven't seen uh but it was a uh, dynamite was great great matches in the world title tournament I I hope everybody still supports Hangman Adam Page because 
Yes, he did that thing with CM Punk where he was like went into business for himself or whatever. But I think we can see now why maybe he felt that he was yeah. protecting the company from CM Punk. Yeah. Also, there was some interview that he gave that I did watch a little bit of that CM Punk referenced where he was like, the way CM Punk summarizes like this guy who, you know, he called him empty headed and dumb and like whatever. And he was like some guy who was like, uh, doesn't take advice. What happened is somebody asked Adam Page if he takes advice from Sting and CM Punk because they're there. And he's like, oh, he joked that he was stubborn and he didn't take advice. Then he was like, no, but for real, I mean, like, I will listen to people if they have advice, but I don't really seek it out. I tend to just do stuff through trial and error. And I think there's like something to be said for that. And that's kind of how I do things. Uh, That's how I do things, too. Typically. Yeah, typically, you know, so in no way did he say I don't take advice. But CM Punk clearly read Mm -hmm. a quick Twitter thing about it. And took it as I don't take advice or I know better than everybody mm-hmm. um, or I don't have to improve, which is not the case. And I just don't want people to like it felt like people were a little bit like not sure if they should cheer for Adam Page, which is, again, part of the damage he did that yeah. CM Punk did to this. You know, and it's like, I don't think that Adam Page did anything wrong. I mm-hmm. he probably shouldn't have like gone into business for himself or whatever in that promo. But also CM Punk did that stuff all the time. And I usually that's something that he would support. And it seemed like Adam Page is probably like, this will be a good idea and this is how I feel. Um, Maybe he shouldn't do that again in the future. But for the most part, I don't think he did anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with trial and error learning. Um, There's, you know, and he also avoided that fight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, he didn't get into a fight with anybody. He was chill. Everybody likes Adam Page backstage. Yeah, he's doing his job. He's doing his job. He gets along with everybody. I don't think he did anything wrong. So I think we can still 100% support Hangman. Um, Yeah. But it was a great Daniel Garcia and um, Wheeler Yuta had a main event for the ROH Peer Championship, which was great. Daniel Garcia won, moving his thing forward. Brian Danielson congratulated him, so he's like maybe going to join their group. Um, so they just put on great shows. Crowd was great. We're going to move forward. Everything's going to be great. Awesome. Um, well, I think that sounds great, babe. And also Kenny Omega is the only one to have appeared in anything so far he was supposed to be in japan at the tokyo game show to promote the fight forever video game that's coming out mm-hmm. and there was some question as to whether he would be but he's there and doing stuff oh and good so, I think so he's, he's doing his job yeah. too that's so good. i think these elite guys will be fine um i think they'll be back there were also some yeah. rumors that the young bucks were sending out feelers to wwe but from what i read that there there's no evidence that they're that's probably the case. exploring all their options at this point in case they you know in case cm punk decides to sue them for whatever stupid reason yeah you know? i mean Cause, cause, i mean i'm sure that's just basically what they're trying to figure out now is who's gonna sue who if somebody does yeah that's another thing that makes me sad is i'm like this guy is just i think once you start throwing lawsuits around it really feels like you're poisoned yeah it does feel like cm like it seems like a darkness in your soul it also seems like cm likely would sue just because yes. he doesn't have any income yeah hun- yeah 100 percent. that's what i'm like, thinking as well he's injured he has no shows booked he's gonna need money his lawyer is definitely gonna be telling him to sue yes um which is a sad way for all of this to end it um, is and it's a sad way for cm punk's career to potentially end but yeah. that's what happens when you don't um have self-awareness folks yep. it's important it's important to do so um so, but yeah. Uh, there Is there was, more? There's something else I want to say. Oh, on Rampage, Uh-oh. they bleeped the word shit. That's the first time they've ever bleeped the word shit on AWT. People would talk about how they were allowed to say shit and it was fun. Chuck Taylor was like, one day I'm going to say shit on TV. And he mm-hmm. hadn't done it yet. 
And this is the first time Jade Cargill said, cut the shit, which is like one of her catchphrases, kind of. And they believed it. Wow. I had been reading things about Discovery, Time Warner or whatever, mm-hmm. um, telling them to like tone down the language or something. So I've been I've run across this a couple times in other things because what, what at work we were looking at something. Oh, it was some interview that we were reading in some outlet that's like a big outlet where they had asterisked all the swears from the quotes of whoever the mm-hmm. interview subject was. I forget. Um, but somebody pointed out that it's an advertiser thing. Sometimes it's an ask that advertisers yeah, yeah. will make that there's no swearing. Yeah. And I'm like, that's dumb. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, it is pretty fucking dumb. That's fucking lame. Yeah. Fucking sucks, dude. That yeah. shit sucks, dude. That shit's so fucking stupid. We oh, don't have any sponsors, fucking right? Fucking bullshit. Absolutely not. We don't have any listeners, John. <laughs> In order to get sponsors, first you have to have listeners. I'm sure we could find somebody to sponsor it. Craig's Broken Toilets. If somebody's we gonna, sell broken toilets and we will advertise absolutely anyway. If there was anybody willing to give me any amount of money, don't you think I'd take it? Yeah, that's true. And you would censor our podcast in <laughs> any way necessary to do so. Oh, yes. I'd be like, John, our podcast is about Swiffer. It's not about wrestling anymore and we can't swear and we can't even mention wrestling. Can we Swift? We can Swift. Okay. Um. Okay, anyway, let's... Uh. I mean, that... The rest of the stuff should go fast. Um, okay. Sasha Banks and Naomi watch. Oh boy. Sasha said she's doing acting mostly now. She's going to be in the Mandalorian season three. I think she is. I think I did the she. It sounds like she's going to be in it. From she lied. She lied. She was telling stories. Well, Disney. She said like it. a year ago that she wasn't going to be in it anymore. Okay, well maybe maybe the interview was misleading and she's not going to be in it. Or maybe, maybe she they were just lied. Talking. Maybe she was lying. Disney usually you have to lie about yeah. This stuff. Um. So, but it seems like she's going to be in the Mandalorian. She said got a lot of acting work uh, workshops, a lot of acting projects lined up. She said she's not sure what she's. You know, she's like I have a lot of acting stuff. I want to focus on music now too. Mm. So, and she could just be lying to cover up an an imminent WWE yeah, I return. I don't trust her now. I know. She also, and I believe Naomi was there as well, at New York Fashion Week. She was doing some, oh, fashion, yeah. some fashion modeling. I saw those photos. Yeah. So she's living her best life. Yeah, they're doing great. They are doing great, whether she decides to go back to WWE or not. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I hope they do go back because the stuff they're doing right now is not paid. You don't get paid to be in... Well, you might get paid to be in a show at Fashion Week, although I'd be surprised um, if it's she, very much money. You know what? She, um, she could probably is making money off of her social accounts, if nothing else. So Yeah, but she doesn't post that often. That's like, true. to make money off your social accounts, you, you should post, post ads all the time. That's true. And well, I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm sure she'll be back in WWE at some point, and she's just like mm-hmm. lying about that in The Mandalorian. Um, but that, you know. It's so funny that we started that little bit about Sasha Banks and then it, she really became somebody to like to watch because she's not there mm-hmm, and you have yeah. to like keep track of her. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was like a huge story. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Dom, Dominic Mysterio kind of sucks. You know, he's Rey Mysterio's Aww, son. Oh, Nepo baby isn't yeah, working Yeah, I keep referring to him as Dirty Dom now because he's got Aww. like a slick back mullet and he's a bad guy. Uh, and I wish he would just had a character and could lean into that or something because mm-hmm. Dirty Dom would be like a great 
that's a great mm-hmm. character, you know, and he's scumbag, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I don't do high flying because my dad did. I'm like twice his size. I'm a brawler or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. but he didn't go to NXT. Yeah. He is a nepotism signing. And so he is like just been on the main roster. He's trying to learn everything on like at the highest level. And it's like he can do the basics well enough, but he clearly is not like doesn't have a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has no character. He's a heel now. So maybe that'll help. He got to wrestle Edge in the main event of Raw. Wow. Uh, and I watched a little bit of that last night and he, uh, you know, I mean, it was weird. And he, he also, <laughs> Dom, if you're going to do the three amigos suplexes, so Eddie Guerrero used to do this thing, three amigos, which mm-hmm. was three vertical suplexes, but oh wow, you don't let the guy go. Mm-hmm. So for a vertical suplex, you, you like grab their head and arm and they're like next to your head and arm. And then you like mm-hmm. lift them up. So their feet go up. And they land on their back. You both land on your backs mm-hmm. with your heads next to each other. Um, and so typically you let go at that point. And mm-hmm. then you go to pin them or whatever. Eddie Guerrero used to do a thing where he would do it, hold on to them, and then he would spin his legs around to like help himself like mm-hmm. get momentum to get up. And he would just like do three of them in a row without letting go. So Dom, who was in a storyline when he was a kid where Eddie Guerrero was saying that he was Dominic's real father. Mm. And Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio had a ladder match for custody of Dominic, <laughs> um, and which I believe Ray won. But it's always a joke. It's been so. yeah, it's been a joke for years that uh, Ray has been like that. Dominic is Eddie Guerrero's son, and it's like, boy, mm-hmm. it's so great to see this relationship with Ray and his best friend's son. <laughs> um, and now with this, the mullet and everything, he looks more like Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Dom tried to do the. Three amigos and the suplexes themselves were fine, but he could not do the leg spin thing. Doesn't have the core strength. I guess probably. Like I really don't want to like deride somebody like this or their skills because like I get it. I mean, I'm he's an artist, baby. Yeah, and he just like could not do it at all. Uh, so work on the leg spin part. The suplexes are good. You got fundamentals down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and it's just it's really a detriment to him that they didn't have him go through NXT because he could have learned all this there mm-hmm. or like do a little program with Ray on the main roster and then send him to NXT so he can develop a character and learn how to like do because then you go to like NXT and you look at Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. That guy's money, man. That guy's been wrestling for like two years and he's also like an nepotism signing maybe, but he gets it. Mm-hmm. That guy looks like a wrestler. He acts like a wrestler. He get he's an incredible athlete. He does like everything he does in the ring. Like he looks convincing and like he's checked in as a character mm-hmm. with everything like he had a match with tyler Bate at this nxt show and they killed it um like it wasn't like the best match i've ever seen in my life or anything but it was like really good and solid mm-hmm. uh and he clearly gets it and this guy you know just like push this guy and it's like that's what i think he's more of a natural than, than dom is anyway but like that's the guy like if anybody should be flipped like braun breaker should be <laughs> Yeah, but I do think that Braun Breaker should still work in NXT more to like develop, so he can work different types of matches. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope Tyler Bate gets called up to the main roster because he's incredible, mm-hmm. uh, and Triple H is there now, so I think they would use him well. So I think you're going to start seeing them use the things they develop in developmental more. Mm-hmm. How before, remember how it was like, oh, it's developmental, but then they like get rid of everything as soon as you get there mm-hmm. to the main roster. And now I think you'll see them use that stuff more. That's cool. Um, also, Braun Strowman is back. Oh, great. He's back in WWE. Um, so some sort of cosmic balance has been reset. Is that reset. why you're wearing his shirt? I did wear his shirt, but I don't wear this shirt a lot anymore. Um, but I have this shirt, and I was like, oh, it'd be kind of fun. Um, to wear it. Yeah. For Anne. Yeah. The only person who's yep. going to see me today. Yep. 
And so he uh, he's back. I mean, he did get a little annoying on Twitter in the pandemic where he was like, people were like, hey, so my job shut down and I need, like, if anybody oh, can donate this. to this thing, Braunstrom yeah. was like, you just got to work more. And it's like, there literally is no work right now. And then yeah. he stopped doing it. So I think he realized mm-hmm. the context. Um, but he does seem genuinely all right uh, or generally all right. And he should be in WWE. Like, if anybody should be in WWE, it's this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's back. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. And uh, Gunther versus Sheamus got a five-star rating from Dave Meltzer, which is okay. theoretically perfect. The five-star matches he keeps track of, it's supposed to be a big deal. In the last, like, five years, he started giving more matches sixes and sevens. Mm. But those are, like, ridiculously exceptional. So Sheamus finally got a five-star match. Gunther has a couple already. Um so look at that. That's Seamus deserves that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember if there was anything else. I talked a lot about CM Punk and how he disappointed me, another adult man, personally. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, that's that's I think all I have uh, this week. Okay. Well, great. I'm glad. So, New Japan. Oh, New Japan. Mm. Just a quick thing. Oh. New Japan is fans can cheer again. Oh, that's nice. This is their first tour now where fans, they don't just have to clap anymore. They can mm-hmm. cheer. And Tanahashi posted something, like some really heartfelt, sweet thing about how it was like so good to be in front of fans again. That's nice. Uh, another locker room leader. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he. Uh, so that's good. And that's great. Do you have any final thoughts? Hmm. Um, my final thought, well, I was going to share this when you were talking about CM, but I didn't want to divert the conversation. Um, I had a similar moment today. Well, not, not similar. What did Matt Perry do? What did Matt Perry do? I'm not disappointed. It's just, I had a revelation about someone as a person that I hadn't had before. What did I do? No, it is Matt Perry. Um, sorry. So anyway, I was looking at photos from the Emmys, right? And people on Twitter, like me and some of the other Matt Berry fans, were talking about like his pinky rings and all mm-hmm. these silly things that we talk about when we talk about Matt Berry. And I zoomed in on one of his hands because there were some photos from the after party, the Emmys after party that I hadn't seen before. So I zoomed in on one of the hands because I wanted to see if I could get a ring angle. Mm-hmm. And I see like his jacket sleeve is a little higher than it normally is because his jacket sleeves are long usually Mm -hmm. he wears them long and you can see poking out from the cuff down to his thumb is a rolled up dollar bill (laughs) like a perfectly tightly rolled i don't know if it's a dollar bill or what but it was perfectly tightly rolled currency and you just <laughs> like it was clearly like something that was like tucked in his watch or whatever mm-hmm. that he doesn't expect people to be able to see because he wears his sleeves really long. But it was amazing as a moment because suddenly and the person a person who shared these photos on Twitter like made a joke about it too. And like mm-hmm. so people are aware that this I'm not like breaking this as a story, but mm-hmm. like <laughs> everything about him clicked into place in yeah. that moment. Like I was like, oh, Oh, a a man in his forties who um has no kids, wears pinky rings, scarves, mm-hmm. <laughs> jackets all the time. The same jacket, the same jacket. He wears the same denim jacket all the time, and mm. I'm like, 
Of course. Of course you would. Of course you would. Because all your stuff's in your jacket, right? Mm-hmm. As a person who, let's just say, is familiar with some of the the things people do when they are really into a certain substance, mm-hmm. um, it makes it like, yeah, you have your like little things that you carry that are for your things. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just really like... Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't even have any substance issues and i uh i wear the same clothes a lot <laughs> yeah well you i know. mean it's not like that's a telltale thing yeah, yeah. it's just like all of a sudden you understand someone in a way that you didn't before similar to your cm punk revelation mm-hmm. where you're like oh a lot of the things i like about this guy can be explained by cocaine yeah and <laughs> that's a great stand-up album title <laughs> and it's not it's certainly not the first time I found uh, someone who does a lot of drugs really interesting. Um, it, I mean, of course. That's yeah. why people do drugs. I know, right? Because it um, makes more interesting. No, yeah, it does. It makes you super interesting and cool, right? Yeah. Um, no. Well, now I we're mean, never going to get sponsors. <laughs> no, I mean, it didn't upset me. I mean, it guess, I guess it kind of upset me, not because I didn't think that he would be someone to do cocaine. I absolutely fully believe that he at some point in his life had done cocaine. Um, But I think the reason it upset me a little bit is because I don't want him to die. Yeah. (laughs) And that is how celebrities so often die. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're single. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it was the Emmys after party. So I think that's a good sign because maybe that's like a special time to do it. It's a time time. you're in LA, you're at a Hollywood party. Well, I'm here. You you know, yeah, you've probably flown in from across the country, at least within the last couple of days, you're probably jet lagged. Like, you know, I get it. Um, We all do drugs when we go to LA. That's what it's there for. But like, you know, I just I worry about the man. I, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna spend a lot of time, not a lot of time, but uh, more time than I did before, worrying that someday I'm gonna wake up to some horrible headline. Yeah, <laughs> like I really just. Whew, well, how else do you expect him to wood. stay up for those overnight? What we do in the shadow shoots, right? No, I I would be sp- surprised if he was someone who used drugs at work. Yeah, I don't think so either. But again, um, I don't know. I don't know how these celebrities live their fancy lives. Yeah. I just know I was shocked today. Also, and, you know, the queen just died. Give him a I break. I know, right? I'm really his coming down hard queen. on him. Yeah, his beloved queen. He was wearing all black to the Emmys. Aw. Um, but... Uh, it's actually funny. Uh, just a little addendum mm-hmm. to that. A lot of times with these backstage fights, or the thing that keeps coming back to is Shawn Michaels. Somebody described CM Punk as Shawn Michaels, like 90s Shawn Michaels who thinks he's 90s Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. And Shawn Michaels was like great, but also a huge problem mm. and was just like very difficult to work with and very alpha male and very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also did a lot of pills and mm. stuff. And so like then later in life and like his 40s and stuff, you know, he was like a born again Christian. He stopped using stuff. Mm-hmm. He like acknowledged that his behavior is bad and he changed his behavior mm-hmm. and he's much nicer to people seemingly and like easier to work with yeah over the years cm punk is straight edge 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. he does not have like, and he's also now with the age that Shawn Michaels was like chilling out. I think he's yeah. past the age that Shawn so, Michaels. Was CM Punk needs to start doing drugs. That's what, what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. CM Punk smoke some weed. Yeah, really. Like just smoke a little weed. You'll I think find it would that it help. relaxes you quite a bit. I think it would help so much. There's <laughs> a reason people love it, and it's not because it's unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. No. I don't. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty agnostic when it comes to drugs. Generally, I just worry about people. Yeah, well, cocaine is bad for you. I think it's like- I did. I'm not a big fan of cocaine because I remember I used to have this joke in college. It wasn't really a funny joke, but it was just a thing I would say, which is that like I'm always friends with someone up until they start doing cocaine and then they literally disappear. Like yeah, everybody I ever knew, like in college or comedy or whatever, I would be like friend we'd be having fun we go to the bar whatever they would start doing cocaine and then i would never see them again and it would be because it's because like cocaine is one of those drugs that's like super expensive Mm -hmm. super illegal um so people don't it's not like weed like weed weed is very cheap and you it's a social drug like you you smoke it with people you bring it to parties and you say you can also be doing it and not be weird you could yeah like, you don't even have to leave the circle that you're in right you can go outside you just and just smoke a joint together or yeah. like everybody has an edible whatever it's like very chill very social party drug cocaine is like so expensive and like hardcore that i feel like it's not yeah and that like if you're if you're seeing cocaine it's because you're someone's best friend or you're in the bathroom with them or yeah. you're like part of a very very small group of people um and so you just like it divides people in a way that i don't love yeah it's also more physically addictive i think so it's like it is i did read so one time people that are more self like with weed i think people will be like yeah have some. i mean not always because you know they have to pay for it but it's like yeah. but you know they'll be like yeah we'll share this or whatever but COVID, right. people get like get away from my like COVID. i'm more you know? willing to share weed even if i'm low on weed than than i would be to share something that i paid 200 bucks for this much yes. of you know um yeah, coke is a closed door drug exactly that's, that's when, what i mean it's they, people say like oh marijuana is a gateway drug it's like no cocaine is the one that puts the gate up because right. that's where you start closing doors and you start going off into yeah. the secretive rooms and doing and it it's, it's, and it just like makes you a lot less pleasant to be around a lot of times too yeah and you kind of start to hang out with the coke, like i the saw coke friends more. i saw it done like i've like i've been around i've lived mm-hmm. in new york and dallas and all these places and i've gone to lots of different things and i've only ever seen coke being done like w- i think once yeah, I think maybe twice. I was me. offered it in a bathroom at a frat house in college, and I said no because I was like very aware even then that like uppers were not good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend them for you. No, I Some, need as someone who frequently forgets to eat food because she's working so much. Yeah, I, I get recommend I get manic energy. very easily, so my mania needs to constantly be like yeah. subdued. So I'm a I'm a firm downer person, mm-hmm. um, but like. Yeah, so I don't even see cocaine being done because I'm not of the tribe of cocaine people. I don't even see her. um, Yeah. (laughs) So I guess it's more like, it's not that I am upset about it. It's more just like general concern. Yeah. And being like, oh... I hope that's going okay. Yeah, you know? I, just, like, I worry about people that do a lot of coke. I worry about people who do a lot of coke, and I... I Especially in older age. Like, at least the people that I know that, that used to do coke, like, kind of in their, like, mid-30s and stuff, mm-hmm. they stopped doing Yeah, and this coke, is the other know? thing, is, like, I'm a big fan of Noel Gallagher from Oasis, who is also a psychopath, but, like, 
that's a different day. But he even in interviews has talked about how he stopped doing coke in his like late 30s, early 40s mm-hmm. because it was giving him like heart palpitations. Give me like, agita. Yeah, he was yeah, really. He was like, he was like, yeah, it just sucked. He was like, I just like yeah. started to feel bad, and like so he stopped using cocaine. And I was like, oh, that's good for you, Noel, that you could just stop. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I do worry about older people doing it, and yeah, I just you know, it's not the drug I I celebrate when I see people doing it. Yeah. Weed, weed. I'm like, oh hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, we just basically legal <laughs> at this point. Yeah, even if you're not, and they're like, who is that? Like, if he'd had a <laughs> joint poking girl? out from under his sleeve, I'd be like, oh, hell yes. Yeah. Maybe he's maybe his rolling papers look like dollars. <laughs> maybe you've misjudged And he hides man. them in his watch, And yeah. he rolls them real tight. And he or... rolls them real tight and puts them in his watch for some reason. Needs to have them on hand. Can't yeah. put them in the pocket. Gotta nope. have them on his hand. Uh, yeah. That's the thing, is because of the placement of it, you know it's rolled. You know yeah. it's rolled paper because otherwise it would be in his pocket, right? But it can't be because it has to stay tightly rolled. Oh, right. So That's it has why. to be tucked mm-hmm. somewhere. You can't just let it loose. I'm not pocket. going to re-roll it. Yeah. Like a joint you could just have rolling around in your pocket. Yeah, it would yeah. cause your jacket to stink, but... Yeah. It's kind of um, sealed up, too, at the end, so it's like... Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so that was yeah. my big revelation of the day. Uh, and that was my final thought. Yeah. About cocaine. Boy, we've had a couple rough weeks here. Oh, yeah. The other thing about cocaine that bothers me is the fentanyl stuff. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, I was I was talking recently to some friends of mine that used to do coke, and they were talking about that a lot. Yeah. It's like really, it's like a genuinely like, it's scary even when it's not like, when that's not even on the table. Like, it's yeah. scary. But it's extra scary now. Like, I knew I knew two kids my age at college who died from cocaine overdoses and one of them, at least I know, was because of fentanyl. And that was back in like 2006 or 2007. Don't say how old we are. Oh, right. 2017. And yeah, and we were in college in 2000. Yeah, we just, it's funny. We just, it sucks like, I couldn't go to the dorms because of the pandemic, you know? <laughs> but it's um, like people, I like, I've just seen people like, you know, just again, disappear or die. Yeah. Um, from that drug and it's it bums me out you know because I'm sure it's fun I'm sure it's great I've read about it I read about it at length in college yeah. when I was you know when you're young and you're like should I do this drug and you read about it on the internet a bunch because that's what I do yeah. um, and then you research my drugs I do yeah. always mm-hmm. <laughs> I research so much and um, yeah and, and I remember reading about cocaine that it makes you happier than your it makes you as happy as you're capable of feeling like yeah. you will be the happiest you've you're capable of being you cannot be happier than you are in cocaine and the second i read that i was like i don't want that yeah yeah (laughs) that sounds awful yeah that sounds like a like that just sounds like doom clearly clearly addictive and also it would ruin you for the rest of the time because you're like oh now this is the happiest i could ever be right so i can never feel this way without it yeah well and also it would just be i feel like it would just be so depressing to to realize the maximum of my happiness for sure for like a scientific certainty like oh chemically this is as happy as i'm capable of being yeah what if i'm not that happy yeah what if i just suddenly realize my brain doesn't have the ability to be fully happy wow what a fucking nightmare of a drug. That would suck. Anyway, time to go smoke weed and giggle and eat chips. Come yeah. on, everybody. I got a lot of chili. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so don't do not do coke. 
Um, don't do Coke. Don't even drink Coke. Don't even drink. It's yeah, not I mean, good. I you, had one yesterday and that was not a good choice. No, yeah. Although every once in a while, if you don't have like a regular Coca-Cola for like a long time and mm-hmm. then you have one, it's really good. <laughs> but yeah. don't do it a lot. The thing is, I regress to like childhood because I... I'm like, yeah, I'll get a Coke with it. Like when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And then you have it and you're like, oh, I'm all full of sugar and my teeth hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to you gotta be careful with it, you know? Got to be careful with those Cokes. Got to be know? careful with that Coke. Hey, be careful with that Coke. Yeah. That? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's our friend Estrada yeah. chastising us for not following our diets correctly. In the very beginning. I using think, it a, for drugs awareness. Be careful with that hummus. That was. Oh, yeah, be said. careful with that hummus. Because we were having, it was at the very beginning of the slow carb diet, and so it was like hard. And they were like, we're going to have a little hummus, like as a snack or something. He's like, be careful with that hummus. Yeah, he would. He was say just that. trying to set the right expectation. He didn't want to see us fall off the wagon. Yeah, but, but it would cr- cause me to fly into a rage. Yeah, what was that thing? It wasn't something he said, but it was something you found, or it was like, it's okay to have like eight to 10 almonds in place of a meal. Yeah, yeah, because I wanted a snack. Yeah. And it was like, you can't have a snack. And I was like, okay, what about almonds? And it was like, okay, you can have 12 almonds, but like, then you can't have lunch. Yeah. And it was like, what? That seems like incorrect. Uh, yeah, it seems like something you should only do if you're entirely revamping the way you eat temporarily yeah. and not... A regular life practice. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend eating almonds uh, in place of. Anyways, that unless was my... it's a huge bowl of almonds. So I guess those are all my final thoughts. Almonds, cocaine, don't meet your heroes. Everyone, take care of yourselves. CM hey, Punk. hey, hey! Smoke weed every day. Yeah, CM Punk, smoke some weed. Yeah, CM Punk, come over. Let's see CM Skunk. <laughs> let's okay. Let's party. You know, let's yeah. chill. Everybody come over later. Meet us in LA. Yeah, meet us in LA. Meet us in LA. Weed is legal there. You, me, Matt Barry, we will we will smoke a J in a circle and we will find some truths together. Hell yeah. Yeah. That and hopefully sick. we'll get Matt off the off the nose clams. Nose, nose candy. <laughs> the nose clams? That's from Always Sunny. And I've been oh. saying it all day and no one's remembered that reference. Oh yeah, no, I, I used to love nose that show clams. so much and then I just like fell off of it so hard. Mm. Well, um, it's the episode where Charlie and Dee are gonna try to buy cocaine from a guy. I think they're my or favorite Or they're gonna try and sell a cocaine. I can't remember. It was something with cocaine, but Charlie keeps calling them nose clams. <laughs> We're here to pick up some nose clams. Um. Anyway. All right, that's all. Okay, bye. Bye.